Welcome back to the Literary Lounge. I'm Emily. And I'm Paige. And today we are going to be talking about Hidden Pictures by Jason Rekulak. I hope I said his last name right. I don't really know what it, <laughs> how you pronounce that, but um, that's what we're talking about today. This is a spoiler-filled episode. As you know, what, normally when we do episodes, we will dive into everything in between, um, and then we normally will save our like spoiler-free episodes for our novellas. So if you're new here, that's kind of how things work. Um, our drink of the day is the imaginary friend. It's 9 a.m. I am not in the mood to drink a cocktail right now, so uh, we are drinking Starbs. <laughs> we're, be, we're being basic white bitches and um, got some, you got a PSL, and then I, I'm trying their like apple shaken oat milk espresso. I don't know, something like that. It's one of their new drinks this season, but yeah, I love my pumpkin spice lattes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so normally we'll do a question of the week. Today, we're just going to chat about your baby shower. It was this last weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Um, Emily and my friend Christy planned it. It was so gorgeous. Um, yeah, got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Baby girl's spoiled She's already. She's so spoiled. <laughs> um, yeah, it was beautiful. The theme was Enchanted, which is Taylor Swift's song. Mm-hmm. So like all the direction or decorations were like very on theme with like the like lavender and pink decorations, butterflies. Like it was it was very over the top, but like yeah. in the best way possible. <laughs> it was really cute. Even the cake looked like it. I mean, it was same colors and it had butterflies on it and mm-hmm. it was like really well done. Um, I got so many compliments for that cake. Like really? everyone said it was like the best cake they've ever eaten. It was so good. It was really good. What was it? Uh it's called the Thirsty Whale Bakery yeah. in Minneapolis. Um, yeah, Christy ordered. I had never been there before, but I went and picked it up on my way. I will say I've never been more stressed in my life than driving <laughs> with that cake. Because <laughs> I, I, so they like give you literally instructions when you get there. They're like, the best way to transport this is like put it on the floor. And like he was like telling me all these things to make sure it didn't get smashed. And I'm like, you were stressing me out. But so I was driving like a grandma on the way to the venue because I was like, oh I cannot gosh. be the person that ruins this cake. <laughs> it would have been really funny, though. Yeah. No I mean, would've I would have felt that. horrible. But no, um, totally fine. but yeah, it was so delicious. I also, while I was there, picked up donuts um, because like I walk in and they have all these different kinds and I'm like, shoot, <laughs> I'm going to get donuts. And so those are really good, too. Did they have cupcakes when you went in? I think I'm okay. not 100% sure. They had muffins. Okay. Because, um, like, I want to have another cake, but, like, I don't want to, like, buy a whole cake. Like, I'd rather, like, yeah, get I'm, a cupcake. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine that they would be able to do that, right? It's, like, the same well, thing. Yeah. Like, walking in. Because, like, I'm not, like, a huge donut person. Mm-hmm. Like, I like donuts, but, like, I have to be in the mood for a donut. Yeah. But, like, I'm usually always in the mood for a cupcake. So, like, it'd be nice to just, like, walk in there and then, like, get a cupcake. Because, like, their cake was so good and their frosting was good. Yeah. No, I'm not 100% sure. But um, it's a really small place. Like, there's anywhere to sit. So, it's, like, you go and you order and you leave kind of thing. Just, like, little pop-in bakery. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, very good. Highly recommend if you're in the area. Yeah. It was very good. Yes. Anyway, beautiful baby shower. You got lots of nice things. Mm-hmm. Sienna is ready to go. Yeah, she is very ready. Thank you for mm-hmm. helping throw that. 
Yeah. I want to see the nursery once you've got all your things situated. Yeah, we just painted, but we still have to, like, paint because we're, like, doing all the trim and, like, the door in the same, like, pink. Mm -hmm. So um, we got, like, the walls painted, and then I'm, like, painting stripes in the closet because it's going to be, like, that French, like, Paris, French theme. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I still got to paint the stripes, but the pink's painted now. So Cute. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it when it's all done. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, um, if you're curious about our drink of the day, that is on our Instagram, the Literary Lounge MN. Um, and with that, I think we can get started. Let's do it. The book starts out with Mallory Quinn. She's the main character. She's a recovering drug addict. She's like going through all the steps to like get clean. One thing that like the books, the book starts off with like this weird scene of how she's like standing naked in front of like all these men. She's naked? I thought she was naked. I don't think she's naked. Oh, she was. I thought she was (laughs) naked the whole time. No. Really? No. Oh. That's so much worse. That's why I thought it was so bad. Okay, well, she's not naked. Sorry, guys. Anyway, she's standing in front of all these, like, men. And I think she's either turned around or she's blindfolded. And she's, like, in a study that, like, studies, like, the male gaze. Mm -hmm. Which was, like, that was, like, a good, like, hook. I feel like I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, Why why is she naked? (laughs) Um, I literally thought she was naked. Well, because she kept talking about like, oh, they're like looking at my ass. And for some reason, I was just like, ew, she's naked. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Um, But yeah, it was like a research study that she participates in. um, And she gets a near perfect score. Yeah. So why why do you think that that was included in the book? Because I mean, knowing what we know now, having finished it, like there isn't really like a tie back to that moment. Like, why do you think that that's there? Well, there there is actually. Oh, is there? (laughs) This is off to a great start. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because she gets like that tingling sensation, like something is like watching her. Yeah. And later in the book, when she's in her like little cottage. Mm -hmm she gets that sensation that someone's watching her. And it's like that same tingling feeling that she got during the study. But like, I think like, it's just like showing like her intuition is like really good. And like, I think maybe there's like a hidden like meaning behind it that maybe she's like trustworthy on her intuition. Like, and she's like a reliable character with that, you know? Oh yeah. No, that's the perfect way of putting it. I knew that she could sense when she felt like she was being watched. I guess I just never noticed like a direct correlation back to that. Like yeah. they never, the author never brings it up again. Well, cause like they kind of paint her to be in a way like an unreliable character. Cause she's like a drug addict. She's mm-hmm. like doing this whole research study for drug money. Yeah. And, um, so like when she's recovering, like she. I think she was, like, in recovery at this point when she was, like, working for the family for, like, 18 months or something like that. And, like, at least for me, as I was, like, reading the book, I was constantly wondering, like, oh, is she, like, relapsing? Like, is she actually taking drugs? Like, yeah, kind of, like, going back to the book we read about um, the push. Yeah. How, like, you don't know if she's, like, psychotic or not. But, like, in this case, 
you don't know if she's like taking drugs or not. Mm -hmm. So like I think like that little piece, at least for me, made her more reliable in that situation. Like she wasn't just seeing things because she was on drugs. Yeah, that's such a good point. I yeah, I could definitely see that link. Like, like you said, it's just showing how she's very like intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if this is a stretch, but like, you, I don't know if it's like movies I've seen in the past or books where like some characters are more open to like supernatural instances than others. Like, yeah, and they say that too. Like. If you're open to those sorts of things, you're more likely to experience them because you're not going to try to, like, explain it away. So I wonder if it's almost, like, saying that she's more, like, open. That's, like, freaky because, like, I feel like I'm open, but I don't want to experience it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not open if anybody's wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm, like, like, not someone who would explain it away, but, like, I don't want it to happen to me at the same time. But, like, if something like that did happen to me, I would 100% believe it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not open. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I always joke with my mom. I tell her that if she ever, like, tries to come back and, like, present herself to me as, like, a supernatural being that, like, I'm not going to be okay with that. I'm not going to be excited about that moment. Like, I'm sorry, but that's way too scary. Yeah. Send me a sign or something, you know. Send some birds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're scared of birds, though. (laughs) Yeah, but from a distance, they're okay. (laughs) If I'm inside if and they're croak, outside. If I croak before you, I'm going to be come back as a bird. And I'm going to get as close house. to you as I possibly can. Oh my God. Like you will, it'll like ch- you'll chase me down the sidewalk. Uh, yeah. If you really want to freak me out, be a goose. <laughs> <laughs> they're mean and they're fast. They are. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway. Well, good catch there. I was waiting for that moment to have like a full circle moment and it's kind of one of more of those things you get, I guess you kind of have to put two and two together on your own. Yeah. You have to like dig a little deeper into it. Yeah. Well, let's, I know that we find this out later in the book, but let's talk about like why she became a drug addict. Cause in the beginning of the book, you're kind of like, okay, she was addicted, but was there a reason mm-hmm. and some people don't really have a reason. They just kind of like fall into the wrong crowd sort of thing. But I feel like most people have a reason. Like but they're it was looking s- to be numbed for some yeah, reason. For yeah. some sort of trauma. And, yeah. yeah. Yep. So we find out that like she was driving her sister and her sister's friend. I think mm-hmm. she must have still been in high school when this happened. She was like, what, 16? Yeah. Um, and she like lost control of the car and crashed when she was like looking at her phone. And her sister was killed. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of when she turns to drugs to like numb the pain of yeah. her guilt and grieving. Mm-hmm. And like on top of that too, like it, she was like a track star mm-hmm. in her high school. Um, I think she said she was like fourth in the state or something. Yeah. And um, when she was in the accident, it made it it looked like she wasn't the cause because like the car in front of them like dropped a mountain bike off their car or something like mm-hmm. it fell off and she hit it but she was actually on her phone and she knew she was on her phone yeah but um she almost died too and she was injured enough where she couldn't compete and she had like a full ride scholarship to i think it was like Penn State or something yeah. um so she that i think that also contributed to it too yeah she's lost a lot yeah mhm 
Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she, like, turned to drugs. Wasn't there something with her father, too? Or no? I don't remember. Maybe not. I'm kind of blanking on the situation with her parents. Because she doesn't really talk about them in the book. Yeah, I don't actually. kind of a non-factor. Yeah, I don't think, actually, her parents had. I might be thinking of a different book, but. Yeah, so that's how she got into her drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, moving forward, her sponsor lands her a job interview as a nanny with a very wealthy family, mm-hmm. um, the Maxwells. And she goes to the interview, and they both are kind of like having differing opinions about her. Yeah. The husband is like very standoffish, doesn't want her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the wife is, what's her name again? Caroline. Caroline, she like is like really wants her to be there, yeah. and like I just like that kind of was a weird vibe for me mm-hmm. reading that because I'm like, why, why do you want her so bad? Yeah, I guess like it was never like I don't think it was ever really explained. Like it was just weird. Yeah, I interesting because I mean we're led to believe that Caroline is rooting for her because she's a doctor for like recovering um, veterans that have like PTSD or Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe some of them do have drug addictions I'm not totally sure on what she specializes in but she's she's seen a lot of recovering addicts and so she's definitely like on board with like giving people a second chance yeah I get that and I'm not saying anything bad about drug addicts like mm-hmm. I'm not meaning but like to like put someone in care of your most prized possession yeah when you've seen like how some drug addicts can behave like and like how like they relapse. can relapse yeah I think that's just so risky to me in yeah. my opinion but um and that's what Ted's argument was he was yeah. like I mean he was straight up with her Mallory where he was like why would we hire you when we can hire one of these other hundreds I don't know how many applicants they had it sounded like a lot but like I could hire somebody that doesn't have that past yeah somebody that maybe has a lot of experience with being a nanny and like speaks multiple languages and like all these things that like their child could benefit from like he didn't really see the point in hiring her Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong like I think it's like great that she's like giving this person a chance like Mallory a chance like I think it's always good to give someone a second chance but like Maybe I would, for me personally, I'd probably offer a different job instead of, like, watching my five-year-old right. child. <laughs> like, be our cleaning lady, do our laundry or something. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I feel like we could probably argue that here, like, Caroline had an ulterior motive mm-hmm. hiring her where she's like, okay, we have this, like, dirty past that we're trying to cover up. Let's maybe pick somebody that's a little bit unstable yeah. That is maybe not super well versed in childhood psychology or anything like that. That's somebody that's not going to go digging, mm-hmm. right? They're just going to try to like stay in line, watch the kid. Like maybe there was something there with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't put those two together right away when I was <laughs> reading it, but it just like when I first like read that, I'm like, why though but why are you so pushy for this yeah so yeah but works out for her Mm -hmm. they end up hiring her um it's really like a pretty sweet gig she gets to live in like their they like renovated this old like storage shed into like a nice guest house so she has like her own space which is even better like Mm -hmm. she's on their property they got an in-ground pool 
Um, sounds like the bed is super comfortable because again, they're wealthy. They, you know, really decked out her little guest house. Um, and it starts to go like really well in the beginning. I mean, her and Teddy like hit it off right away. He's kind of a shy kid, but he's like really taken to her. They have a lot of fun together. They, you know, go out on little day trips to the grocery store and get ingredients to cook or bake and mm-hmm. um, play games and stuff. So like everything's going pretty well aside from like his imaginary friend. Yeah. And that like, I like how it started right off the bat. Yeah. Like right when she started, she got her first picture mm, drawing yeah. from him and it had a very creepy drawing of Anya. Yes. Imaginary friend. Which you informed me before we started recording this episode that the hard copy actually includes all the pictures. Yep. I listened to the audiobook. I will say the audiobook was great. The narrator did a super good job. Um, highly, I mean, if you're listening to this, we're going to spoil it. So I guess I'm assuming that you've read it or don't plan on reading it, but like, I highly recommend the audiobook. Like if anybody were to be like, what should I listen to on a road trip with my husband or something? I'd be like, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I missed out on part of the experience. Yeah. Not getting to see the drawings. Yeah. I feel like that, like as much as you say the audiobook was great, I feel like that alone would like make me not recommend the audiobook just because like the experience with the pictures like added so much yeah but yeah I mean it would even be nice like if you if you do want to listen to it like say if you were going on a road trip and you want to listen to it but you get car sick and you you don't want to read it but yeah. you still want to like experience the book maybe get like both and then mm-hmm. you can at least look at the pictures yeah and then go return it on Amazon or something <laughs> yeah but yeah. download the Libby version for free and then buy the book Oh, yeah. There you go. Look at the pictures while you listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the pictures add so much to the experience, I think. Well, looking at them now, I'm kind of feeling left out. So. Oh, sorry. No, no. (laughs) I just, I can see how that would have been like, that would have just added to it. That's such a cool like thing for the author to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She has like a whole like, I didn't read it, but there's like a whole like chapter in the back that like is talking with like the illustrators for the pictures and like the oh, whole cool. experience with that so yeah nice. I should have read it but I didn't that sounds yeah that's really cool like there's a lot of thought behind it mm-hmm. um yeah so anyway the the pictures grow increasingly disturbing like throughout this whole book we won't talk about each one there's a lot but like it's kind of back and forth where one minute she's getting a picture of like a creepy woman like with him, you know, little stick figures. And then the next she's getting a nice drawing of him and her. So it's kind of like, it's a lingering thing, but it, it doesn't get to get super bad until like later in the book. Yeah. Um, but it definitely like adds an element of like eeriness to the story. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so Anya becomes like somewhat of a problem as they move forward where like Teddy kind of back talks to Mallory a little bit like well Anya says this or whatever and she's like getting frustrated with that Mm -hmm. um but so then one day like one of the main characters that she begins to draw or like get feelings for is Adrian and he's like working as a landscaper there um and he's like similar age to her and she actually like lies to him about who she is so like she pretends like she's a track runner at Penn State, basically telling him all the things that she was supposed to be but didn't end up doing. Yep. Um, and he just, like, eats it up. Like, he's like, oh, that's so cool. And 
she kind of gets like trapped into this lie, mm-hmm. which like I get why maybe she did it. Obviously, we know that was a terrible idea. Yeah. To lie to him. I mean, I think she probably figured like, oh, I'm never going to see this guy ever again exactly. or something. Like, I'm just yeah. going to play into this fantasy of mine. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it has repercussions later on. Yeah, for sure. Because it just makes her look so much worse. I mean, she already is, like, trying to cover up her bad background mm-hmm. with drugs, but now she's also a liar. Like, I mean, like, I can see, I mean, it's never good to lie, but, like, I can see, like, why she didn't want to. Because, I mean, like, they're in a really nice neighborhood. She doesn't want it to, she's living in that neighborhood now. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want it to spread around. And then everyone, like, she goes on runs every night. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think in the moment she probably, yeah, like you said, she probably thought that. She was never going to see this guy again, whatever. No point in, like, airing her dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah. But then he just keeps coming up in the book, and it's just, the hole keeps getting deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yep. So that's a whole thing. Um, And then she also meets, like, the neighbor Mitzi, who's, she's kind of like a kooky older lady that doesn't like the Maxwells. She thinks they're really uppity. But she actually tells Mallory about the woman that went, missing that used to stay in her guest house yeah annie barrett and so mallory like she jumped to the conclusion pretty early that like annie barrett equals anya like she thought that there was a spirit like she was very open to that possibility yep yeah we actually go through pretty much the entire book thinking that that is annie yeah so which makes sense i mean she's the one who supposedly died there Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Yeah, and did you think that, like, she brought it up to the Maxwells prematurely? Yes. Yeah, that (laughs) was not received well. Like, Caroline was like, this is absolute insanity. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like she probably should have had a little bit more proof before jumping to that conclusion. And also, like, even if she did have the facts, there's, like, a very good chance that they're still not going to believe her. Exactly. Some people just do not respond to that well they're very science driven yeah exactly and they said that from the beginning like they don't want any like religious views in their household Mm -hmm. again they're very science driven they don't want any of that like around teddy so like you know they already don't believe in this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff so like you're it's literally like i don't know like you're fighting with someone that they're not going to change their mind about their beliefs like that so yep they're very like concrete in their in their ways so um yeah we start to see more of like the dark side of caroline too where she gets angry at mallory for things like that instance um she freaks out at mallory for like not remembering to tell her about the call from the school just things like that where you're kind of like she's like one of those people that's just a lot like she comes across really warm and friendly but like you never know when she's going to snap. Yeah, she's, like, almost got, like, two personalities. Yeah, definitely. Um, So, like, with how everything is going so far, mm-hmm. how would you feel, like, if you were in Mallory's position? Like, would you, like, want, would, like, would you have tapped out at any point during this? Um, I think, A, if I were Mallory, I would not have brought that to them right away, if, or even at all. I mean... Obviously, like, as a nanny, you are worried about the safety of the child. But, like, I I don't think that I would have, like, brought that to their attention right away. Mm -hmm. I think I 
I probably would have like stuck it out for a while. Like even though Caroline's giving bad vibes, like it's she's just like one of those people you just kind of deal with their like moodiness. Um, I think I probably would have tapped out when things got really, really scary. Yeah. At, I can't like pinpoint an exact moment in the book that I would have been like, I'm done. But I think like the creepy pictures showing up in her guest house, like, oh yeah. Um, even like the Ouija, like I'm never going to use a Ouija oh, board in my life. No, um, I would have probably not even put myself in that position to begin with, but like once it started to get really real like that from a supernatural standpoint, I would have tapped out, I think. I would have even, like, considered it because, like, I I don't know, like, I believe in that shit. Like, mm-hmm. I would have considered it when that first drawing came yeah. of Anya. Yeah. Like, that was creepy as shit. Yeah. Or how he's, like, having, it sounds like, one-sided conversations in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I've seen That's way, creepy. yeah, I've seen way too many scary movies where, like, and, like, in the scary movies they claim this and I've also like read this too but like children have more of a tendency to see spirits and because they're more open to it yeah so like I would have believed that in a second and like the moment I saw that drawing I would have been like nope yeah <laughs> like, easier to quit now like yeah you're barely Not invested yet <laughs> they got plenty of other applicants yeah I but, guess like the whole element for her probably is that she really needs something like that like that job just to kind of get back on her feet I guess but like find a different family it's not even like <laughs> it's not even like a nice picture of like like he drew himself and Mallory like very happy and normal looking and mm-hmm. then like like Anya looked like she came out of the grudge. Like, yeah. you know, like the moment I saw that, I've been like, no, something is nothing good is going to come out of this. Like, <laughs> that one like picture it's not get better. Yeah, that one picture when I was flipping through your book, where it's like literally like the grudge woman or the woman Crawley. from the, the ring underneath the table. Yeah. Oh my god, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I would never sleep again if I saw that. Exactly. Yeah. If I the first time I saw that picture, I would have been constantly looking in the corners of I would the, check like, it under un- the table. Yes, <laughs> under my bed. Would not have been able to stay in that guest house. And then also like throughout the story, so many times she offered Mallory to like move into the house with them. Yeah. And it's like Mallory knows all this stuff is going on. Like she's heard him like talking in his room to himself, like one sided conversations. Mm-hmm. She's seen all the creepy drawings, all the drawings that are showing up. Like, some of the drawings are, um, like, her getting buried mm-hmm. and, like, being choked. And it's like, why would you move? Like, I wouldn't want to be closer to the kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. I think just because she's so convinced it's, like, Annie Barrett, she thinks that the problem is, like, the guest house. Yeah, I guess. And when the drawings start showing up in there, <laughs> this woman's got no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, but also he is getting possessed in the big house. Like, yeah, in the regular that's house. that's true. So, like. That is so scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's when the drawings change where they, like, he's got charcoal on his hands and he's drawing these, like, extravagant images. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, like I mentioned, so they test out, like, a Ouija board with Mitzi. So Adrian, like, keeps an eye on Teddy. Mitzi and Mallory, like, are going to try to communicate with Annie but it just, it goes all wrong. Like, the letters don't add up to anything. Mitzi gets pissed off and, like, blames Mallory, basically, for, like, rigging the whole process. hmm Did you, during this time, like, because she's seen 
Teddy like possessed. Mm-hmm. Like this whole time, like I was thinking, like, oh my god, this kid's gonna get, like get possessed in the pool. He's gonna drown. Like, oh, like I thought that the whole time. Yeah, like something's gonna happen. But the mm-hmm. only thing that happened was that Teddy came into the guest house. Yeah. But yeah, I was like waiting for something like really bad to happen. Yeah, like it. They would summon the spirit, and something like tragic would come about. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they really don't get anything from that moment. Um, but later on, they they figure out kind of what was going on there. But um, so really, like the final straw with like her kind of growing. Um, problems with the Maxwells is when she falls asleep which actually don't you think it's like kind of odd that she would like randomly nap throughout the day when she was watching Teddy yeah but I mean the first couple times yeah but I mean this time I don't it was an accident because like Anya put her to sleep pretty much because she said she wasn't even tired and then all of a sudden she was like sleeping mm. but yeah the other two times yeah I thought it was a little weird yeah <laughs> where she just take like little cat naps during quiet time I was kind of like I don't know he's five mm-hmm. like anyway yeah small details but um so she sleeps for four hours wakes up and finds that she has like charcoal on her hands and there's all these images like all over the walls like where she, like, not far from where she was napping. And so the Maxwells, like, chalk it up to her, like, being back on drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they drug tested her and she was fine. Yeah. But even I thought, like, maybe. Yeah, because, again, with her having this, like, tough background, like, it creates, like, a level of unreliability in her. Mm-hmm. So that's also what just adds to this story, too, is, like, her complexity. Yep. Yeah. Um... So she gets fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and Adrian was also there to like see the pictures, which was also Because he awkward. like showed up. Weren't they going to go on a date or something? Yeah. And they find, well, he finds out like all the lies. Like well, she was planning on telling him during the date, like the truth. Mm-hmm. Who knows if she actually would have because she planned out that multiple times and never yeah. did. But um, yeah, he like finds the truth out about her and like it just like overall is like looks really bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, she finally is, like, able to meet with Adrian, and she tells him the truth of everything, and he just kind of continues to help her with finding out about Annie Barrett and, like, how she died. And and he got an image, too, right? That was, like, how he kind of decided to, like, forgive yeah, her. Yeah, it was, like, in his room. Yeah, he got a picture, too. Like I said, this, like, ghost knows no bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so they sneak into Mitzi's house to find that paper from the Ouija board experience mm-hmm. that she was, like, writing the letters down because they were thinking that the ghost is not, um, does not speak English. Yeah. So, like, they were trying to find the letters so they could, like, decode it yeah. from another language. Um, and anyway, they, like, are, like, searching through the house. Mitzi's not there Mm -hmm. and they find the paper and then they're like ready to leave and the police show up Mm -hmm. and catch them in the house and they said that Mitzi died and they found her body in the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have like any like at that point like not knowing yet like what happened to her like what were your thoughts like how do you think Mitzi being dead? Yeah. Well I was still 
convinced that this was like a um, evil spirit mm-hmm. situation. So I kind of thought, I'd, I guess I, I never totally ruled out the Maxwells, but I wasn't sold on her being killed by a human. I was kind of like, was it Annie Barrett or some other malevolent spirit? Mm-hmm. What do yeah. you think? Um, I kind of thought the same too, but like, to be fair, like the Maxwells were getting like creepier and creepier at this point, Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. just couldn't really trust them either. Yeah. But yeah, I was just wondering like if you kind of like suspected them at all at this point or. Yeah, I guess just like how mean they were to her. Yeah. But. Um, and how much they hated Mitzi, like they hated yeah. her. Yeah, I thought that was more of like a personality thing for them than anything. Just yeah. they just didn't like how kooky she was. But it's like weird too because like they were so hateful towards her for like her her like suspected drug use, mm-hmm. but then like they were totally like fine with like with Mallory's history and then she also works with like veterans and That's true. That I don't know, it's just weird. Very contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so they start to, like, suspect that this ghost, like, doesn't speak English or doesn't speak, like, very good English because, like, uh, Mallory remembers how Teddy says that it's, like, hard to understand Anya sometimes and they start to, like, kind of branch out their ideas, like, well, maybe she's trying to speak, like, she's speaking a different language. Maybe that's why these words didn't, or letters didn't add up to anything so they find out that, like, the letters spelled to, like, beware, thief, help, flower, which, like, at first they're not really sure what that means. Mm-hmm. But then they find out that, like, Anya means, like, mommy in Hungarian. Yeah. And so then now they're thinking, like, well, maybe this isn't Annie Barrett. This is somebody else. And I think it's, like, the cop, too, that tells them that Annie Barrett, like, actually faked her own disappearance to, like, be with her lover who was black. So at the time, it, like, wasn't socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So they this is kind of when they're like, okay, this is not Annie Barrett we're dealing with. Yeah, someone else. It's scary. Which adds to the creepy factor. I know it's, I don't know why, but it's even creepier that she doesn't speak English. <laughs> not saying that, like, people who don't speak English are creepy, but now it's just, like. It's just different. It's just, like, yeah, it adds, like, a whole layer of, like, what Complexity is going and, on and, like. yeah. Why is she there, you know? Well, that and, like, you kind of think, like, you know what's going on at this point. But then, like, because that's not Annie anymore, then it's, like, someone who speaks a foreign language. And there's, like, no connections Mm -hmm. at all to, like, anything else that we know of at this point. So it's, like, you're starting from square one. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. Now, I think, I mean, this is the second time that I read this book. The first time I read it, I don't remember all of my like reactions, but I remember in this moment I was like, well, now I really don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so kind of the next thing that happens, Mallory only had like a few days left, but they have like a party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they have like a part, like a going away party for Mallory. Um, so they have like pool day. And then... This is like a don't go in the basement type situation for me, but she like goes into the Maxwell's house to like gather her things and mm-hmm. kind of like say her goodbyes, 
But then she also like goes there to confront the Maxwells yeah. about what she's like discovered that day, which she like there was so many things that were like unpacked during the day. For one, like Teddy went in the shower and she found out that like he's not a boy. Yeah. He has female parts. Yep. Um so she like confronts them about that. And yeah. it's like And they just gaslight her. Because they turn it into, like, she's a, like, transgender phobe, basically. Like, they're like, well, you're not accepting of him and his transition. and Yeah, but there's, like, so many. I can't even remember, like, all the It's the Barcelona thing, too, where she finds out from talking to Teddy that he's, like, never. Never been on a plane. Yeah, never been on an airplane. And they said that they flew, like, from Barcelona to where they moved to now. Which is, like, an eight-hour flight. Yeah, and Teddy was like, no, we were in a car. Yeah. And so she's like, like yeah, she yeah, she literally goes in there like guns blazing like this is off. This is off. This is off. And they're like trying to explain it away. They say that they like both gave him Benadryl on accident. And that's why he slept through the entire plane ride. Yeah. Like as if he wouldn't remember not like being in the airport or anything. Yeah. So it just gets to the point where it's so escalated that like I can't even remember which one of them that it was i don't even know if we know but all of a sudden she's it like was, struck in the head with a wine bottle it was the husband oh it was okay but like she like goes so far into it where she's like you guys stole him mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like that's like what i mean by like the don't go in the basement thing like yeah. why are she's you like, like going conf- towards the danger <laughs> yeah like why yeah like call the fucking police like mm-hmm. don't go straight to them like obviously you're not like, if you suspect that they stole a child, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't come out because they're going to go to prison or yeah. they're, they're going to lose this child. Right. Like, yeah, they're why criminals. are you going in there? Yep. Like, oh, yeah. So stupid. Yeah. It's like a very intense moment. Like, she describes, like, once she's been hit on the head, she's, like, crawling on the floor, like, trying to call for help. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she, like, is knocked out and she wakes up, like, tied to a chair in her guest house. Yeah. Yeah. And like during this time, Caroline's like trying to suck up heroin in a needle and overdose her to make it look like an overdose, which would be very believable. Yeah. Because she was drug addict. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's apparently how Mitzi was found dead, too. Like Mm -hmm. that's what the cops discovered was like a drug overdose. Yeah. So she puts two and two together, and Mallory like realizes like they killed Mitzi. Mm hmm. Um, but while she's like, well, cause it's like 1130 or something like that at night. And Adrian was supposed to come over at 12. Mm -hmm. So she's like trying to like waste time. And she like, kind of like weasels the truth out of Caroline at this point. And we hear the whole story of like how Mm -hmm. everything happened. Um, and to sum it up, like Caroline and Ted, they're unable to conceive. Um, and they find out that the... Anya is Margit. 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 Okay. Well, I didn't you listen to it. You get a different it, experience so. when you listen to it first <laughs> you read it. Margit. Um, so they find out, well, Mallory finds out that that's the ghost. Yeah. And that's um, the mother to Flora, which is actually Teddy. Yeah. And the child that was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, anyway, they were at a hot air balloon festival. Um Margit is like painting, like as we can see from the pictures, mm-hmm. is like the hot air balloon photos. Pa- yep, painting the hot air balloon photos. And Flora, she's only like 
two or something like that chases a rabbit and um, Caroline follows her and then Margit runs after them and Caroline tases her and then she has a seizure and dies. Yeah. And Ted buries the body. (laughs) (laughs) Basically cover it up, take the child. Mm -hmm. Now they're living out their dreams. Yeah. So, yeah. So she like, like you said, Caroline just like tells her the whole truth because she thinks Mallory's going to die in this moment and it's like, it's like one of those scenes where they are like, well, the truth is going to be buried with this person. So yeah. might as well just Get fill her in. Chest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then Ted, creepy Ted, he like shows up to like take Mallory out of there because he like wants to be with her. She's just so gross. Well, yeah. So we find out a lot about Ted in this situation. Mm-hmm. But before that happened, Caroline did drug her yeah but then when ted came in he was like no it was baby powder <laughs> you just got injected with fucking baby powder is he switched it out yeah okay yeah but oh my god yeah so like he planned like yeah he's just gross mm-hmm. <laughs> but then caroline like shows back up again yeah catches them in there and then she actually shoots ted and there's like this whole kind of crazed scene happening. Ted kind of like comes to, and then doesn't he like hit Caroline? Yeah, I think so. Or like shoots her in the leg or something. I'm like blanking on the details of this scene, but um, long story short, like they have all this like big wrestling match in the guest house, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Mallory is like able to escape. Um, and the good nanny that she is, she, like, goes to get Teddy and is, like, I'm going to get her out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so they book it for the woods. They find this, like, broken arrow while they're, like, running. So they take it and, like, hide in the tree. And Caroline, like, comes after them. And basically, Anya or Margit, like, possesses Teddy, a.k.a. Flora, and, like, stabs her to death. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I mean, poor kid, but I love that. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the police find them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, Mallory took the blame for it, but I yeah. mean, she was fine. Self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Flora is returned to her biological father and is living out her life now as a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and Adrian and Mallory go to visit her. She's not like really interested in talking to them, which I don't blame. I thought it was a little weird that they were letting her them visit her. Really? Kind of, because like she has so much trauma like with that. I I just thought it was weird that they were letting that trauma come back to the surface, I guess. I suppose. Yeah, I guess I just kind of took it as like they were a positive presence in her past life and that she might want to see them. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I could see either way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about, like, treating trauma and stuff. But for me, I just thought it was, like, a little weird, like, that they yeah. were allowing it. But um, anyway, as they're leaving, like, again, Flora's not interested. She, like, isn't even making eye contact with Mallory. But as they leave, she runs up to Mallory and, like, gives her a hug and, like, a final picture. And it's, like, a nice picture. Yeah. So it's, like, a good ending. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, great book. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I felt mm-hmm. like it was like the perfect spooky season book. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely had the creepy vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's talk about like what else was like sus in the story that was kind of like hinting at what was really happening here. Like aside from the drawings that were like perfectly crafted in a way to explain to us like what happened to Marjeet, but like what else was like out there that now like looking back on it, you kind of like picked up on. I think just like the way that um, Caroline and Tuddy were like acting, yeah, was very sus. Um, that's pretty much like all I can like think of. As I was, I was telling you this before we started recording, but um, like having the experience with the pictures in the book, like there was a rabbit in almost every single picture. Mm-hmm. So like the whole beginning of the book, I'm like, this rabbit's like possessed, like something's going on with this rabbit. Yeah. And I was like waiting for this rabbit to like make its appearance somehow. Yeah. Being like Never a did. crazed rabbit somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But that is part of the pictures in the drawings. But no, I think like the thing that was like most sus was like Caroline's behavior. Yeah. Getting progressively worse throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ted's like creepiness. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What about you? I think about like the gender hints. Like how True. Teddy always wore the same shirt. True. Um, how I thought this was like comedic relief the first time I read it, but how like I think there's one day where Teddy is asking Mallory about her female parts and if she can yeah. see them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, if you can't, or he's like, well, if you can't see him, how do you know that they're there? And Mallory's like, oh, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's just like looking back on it now, you're like, okay, he he's confused. That is very true. Like the moment she said the gender thing, I like thought back to like all the times where like that yeah. could have been the thing. Like she didn't want to play with other boys and mm-hmm. yeah and also too at the beginning I think when she like Mallory first meets them they talk about how they want Teddy to go to the bathroom on his own and he's learning that private parts are supposed to be private because yeah. they lie and say that he had an instance where he like showed his genitals to some other kids or something mm-hmm. but that was really them being like we don't want Mallory to like see what's really going on here yeah, there was another one too where they're con- when they're playing Wizard of Oz and he always wants to play Dorothy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Like, yeah, any- dear boy, play Dorothy. Who cares? Yeah. But like, yeah, that's just like was another thing that I thought of too that mm-hmm. maybe could have hinted. Right. But yeah, or like too how the school kept calling. Yeah, because I wonder they probably were looking for like. I don't know, birth certificates or... Mm-hmm. Immunization records. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And and Caroline was always so frustrated when they called. It's yeah. because she didn't know what to do about it. Which, like, you don't think of that at the time because, like, I've heard... I mean, when I was nursing, like, I had to do, like, clinicals or go, like, visit, like, a preschool and stuff. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... They like there's so much paperwork that they have to do. So like at that, like I didn't really think too much with the frustration, like while it was happening. Yeah. With it, just because like I've seen like dang, like there's so much paperwork you have to like do for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like looking back now, it's like, yeah. Yeah. 
And also, like, she blames, Caroline blames Mallory for not telling her about that one call and explains it away saying, well, they're they're a top-tiered school and they only have so many spots available and we don't want to ruin our chances of, like, getting Teddy into the school. So while you're reading it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just so many things. Yeah. There are so many details in this book that... You can just like you could probably read it a couple times and still like find something yeah. new, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely reading it a second time. I was like, oh, yep, yeah. So, if this was a movie, who do you think like would play these characters? Uh, for Mallory, I pictured Margaret Margaret Qualley. I don't know who that is. Have you seen Maid on Netflix? Oh yeah, the that lady. Yeah, that okay. girl. That's who I pictured. I, for some reason, could see, like, Nicole Kidman Mm -hmm. playing Caroline. Okay. Just because, like, I think Nicole Kidman kind of plays parts like that sometimes. Like, have you seen Big Little Lies? Mm Mm-mm. She plays kind of like a a well-to-do woman. It's a TV show. I was thinking I got um, that that and, like, Little Fires Everywhere mixed up. I feel like I may have seen that one, though. With, like, Reese Witherspoon and, like, Shailene Woodley and... Uh, Zoe Kravitz. That's Big Little Eyes. Maybe. But Reese Witherspoon is in Little Fires Everywhere too, so I don't know. Oh yeah, that's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, the I those two for sure I pictured. Uh what do you think? The guys I'm having a harder time placing. I okay, so for me, like I don't pay close attention to like the descriptions of like hair color oh yeah same we talked about that last week so I never really like thought about it I guess um for Adrian he's supposed to be like he's Hispanic and Hispanic yeah so I am so bad with like actors and actresses names too yeah I'm trying to think um that's hard yeah I don't know I'm trying to think of, like, Hispanic actors that I've seen recently in movies. And I'm also trying to think for, like, Ted, too. I could picture, like, uh, Colin first. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> uh, he's in, um, you've seen, have you seen Mamma Mia? Mm-hmm. Not for, like, a long, long time. I don't know. I feel like you could probably throw like any middle-aged man into that part to be honest. True. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really bad with like But I, see, I could picture like Meryl Streep or um Oh, yeah, she'd be a good one. Or uh the lady in Harry Potter who plays Bellatrix Lestrange. <laughs> you really wanted to go there you could go there with that's her that's funny yeah true yeah that'd be a good one mm-hmm. did you say wait you said caroline already right or no you said yeah. mallory or mallory no? and caroline yeah nice yeah i so, think this would make a great movie yeah i think so too did you see like the ending coming or like were there any twists that you projected correctly it was so twisty I mean I'm trying to remember back how I reacted to this book a year ago I think I I was really happy that it actually had a supernatural spin to it like yeah 
There's so many books and movies where you think it's supernatural and then it ends up being an actual person, which in the, it just ends up being like an eerie situation. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised about how there actually was a ghost. Yeah. Like in the end, because when Annie Barrett is like that idea is crossed out, I'm like, okay, well, it's just, I don't know. Somebody's putting creepy pictures in her guest house and yeah. like, you know, so that I think was the most surprising and a good surprise. Cause like I said, I was, uh, I liked that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, I had a lot of predictions throughout the book, but no, I didn't see like any of them coming like that, how it actually played out. I didn't see coming. Um, I did at one point think that maybe Teddy was stolen, mm-hmm. but like, I never, it never like was my final prediction and I never like assumed like the gender identity aspect of it. The like Anya being the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think like Caroline, I've had like suspicions about Caroline, but I never knew exactly what either. Yeah. Um, but like I kind of assumed that she could be violent just because of the way she like acted for yeah. like, she is such a wild card with her personality. Yeah. Yep. Over, like, pretty small things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, once the whole Annie Barrett thing was revealed, I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no predictions at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Didn't see the ending coming. It was good. I yeah. love when I read books like that. Yeah. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, final thoughts on the book? Like, what's your rating? I liked it a lot. Um, I, this is probably a five-star book for me. Yeah. Um, again, like, I only rate, I only give a book five stars if it's, like, something that, like, I'm still thinking about. And usually if it's not predictable, I mean, even sometimes if they are predictable and it's, like, something that, like, I'm, it's, like, staying on my mind, I'll give it a five stars. Um, but yeah, I think it's a five-star book for me. Yeah. What about you? Same. Um, I, I mean, I know it's a five-star because like you said, it's, it stayed in my head for a year. I mean, I read it last year and I was like, when we were talking about spooky season books, I was like, we have to read this book. Like I've already read it, but I know it's like going to be a good one to Mm -hmm. talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, still a five to me for that reason. Um, yeah, it was so twisty. It's really well crafted, like all the hints with the pictures and everything. And like, that's so cool that I still think it's so cool they included the drawings. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everything makes sense. Like there just isn't any, I couldn't find plot holes. Like the pacing of the book is good where it's like constantly there's something eerie happening. Another picture, Teddy talking to himself in his bedroom. Like there's just all these things that just really keep you like on the hook the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the characters were fun to read about, like Mallory and Teddy's dynamic together was like kind of fun. And, um, yeah, I just, I loved it. The whole thing is like such a great experience. I think it's just so crazy to me that you didn't know there were actual pictures. So like, how were the <laughs> descriptions of the pictures in the audiobook? Like, were they pretty like descriptive or like, yeah, like well, how like, did you imagine? Like, cause you listened to it, you heard the picture, like what they look like, but like now that you see it, like, is that like what you pictured it to look like yeah so they were pretty accurate then. I mean I'm, I think we read the same thing where like in the book didn't it kind of like briefly describe the pictures and then I'm assuming you got to look at it 
Yeah. Okay. So it didn't like say like, oh, there was no like image one. Is right. Like, yeah. Okay. There was no indication that there was actual images. So it was like just, it literally just. It was like Mallory them. describing the image. Okay. So I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't know at all. Okay. I assumed that it like said like, oh, this image, like it had like a little side blurb and like went into like the details of that image. Mm-mm. Okay. No, it's probably what you read or it just was like, oh, she got a picture of like a creepy black haired lady okay. holding Teddy's hands. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Okay. And I still thought it was creepy. Yeah. So the author did a nice job. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you going to read next? Jeez, I had a book, too, that I actually really wanted to read. What was it called? Is it one of our podcast books? I don't remember. I'm going to have to look at my Goodreads later. What about you? Uh, I think I'm going to start Salem's Lot. We're doing an episode on that one next month oh, with yeah, the I guys. It, it looks hefty. I mean, it's currently on Nick's nightstand, and I know it's taking him a while. It is hefty. I planned ahead. I, I actually like put myself on the wait list for the Libby Kindle copy and I just got notified that it's available to me. Oh, nice. So I'll probably just, yeah, do that so I don't have to fight him for the book. Perfect. Because um, I know he's not going to get it done like anytime soon. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I'm going to dive into that one. I'm excited about it, uh, but also just knowing like how some Stephen King books are, I have a feeling it's going to be wordy. So mm-hmm. we'll get into that yeah. in a few weeks, but it's the plan. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. (laughs) I hope so for all of our sakes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Thank Mm -hmm. you for listening in. We hope you enjoyed this book as much as we did. If you did, go check out this video on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Also, we are doing a giveaway for a copy of The Fourth Wing. Um, If you want to enter that, go find that video over on YouTube. It has all the instructions on how to enter including like subscribing and liking the video and leaving a comment. So yeah, if you are listening on a podcast platform, we'd really appreciate if you left us some five stars, Mm -hmm. get our views up. Yeah. Next week we will be reading smoke gets in your eyes by Mm -hmm. Caitlin Doty. Doty. Okay. Yeah. And other lessons from the crematory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to tune into that, check us out next Wednesday but thank you for joining us and we will see you next time bye guys bye